They actually got a, a, an expansion coming out for one of those too planned. It's the uh, Chevrolet Camaro Redneck expansion, where it's just up on blocks with the engine in the yard, and you sit in the car and make room noises. It's about as fun as taking a pair of pliers and pulling off your own damn toenails. Ooh, sounds fun. <laughs> like, like, holy crap. Go punch your protege in the face. Yeah, uh, you know what? Donkey punch him. Donkey punch him. <laughs> Pure, unmitigated doo-doo. Welcome to the H2MMO Podcast. Video game reviews and more for the discerning video gamer. Hey everybody and welcome to the H2MMO Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Bartok. Uh, H2MMO.com, of course, is where we have video game reviews, MMO news, and more. Today is November, Monday, November 8th, uh, 2010, uh, well into the holiday season. And joining us, as always, is our co-host, uh, Brandon. How's it going, everyone? And our other co-host, Matt. It's me, Mario. <laughs> ah, we're we're going to talk about that a little later. Um, actually, what have you guys been up to lately in the world of video gamery? Mm, Evacron Mercenaries. I love me some space combat. Okay, and that's the one that you've been playing recently? Yes, that is. Okay, and you're going to talk about that, and that's going to be your review as Evocron Mercenary? Yeah, Evocron Mercenary and uh, a recent expansion to one of the older games we did, uh, Supreme Commander 2. Okay, all right. I'm going to try to squeeze that in. Matt, have you been playing anything lately? Um, Not recently. Um, I've been meaning to come play... Civ Five over at your house, but I haven't got a chance to yet. I know because you're a jerk. You're just no, a jerk. I've just, been, I've just been playing me some Borderlands. I know you have. I know you have. You just you come over here and it's like, oh, new TV. Oh, we get the download expansion, the downloadable content, the expansion packs, and we're just gonna shoot at stuff until there's nothing left to shoot at, or we run out of bullets. Let me some doctor. Well, we're not gonna run out of bullets. That's for sure. Well, yeah, we've got the... Uh, okay, so we've been playing a lot of Borderlands, I must admit. And I've been playing a lot of Civ Five. Some Dr. Borderlands Zombie Island. Is Borderlands only two-player? No, no, it's multiplayer, but you all have to be on the same network. Like, oh, but, but Couch Co-op is two-player. Yeah. Yeah, Couch Co-op, I think the most you can have is two-player. Online, you can have up to four. And they're working on Borderlands 2, so that's going to be really good. Uh, Borderlands has... With the downloadable content, it has extremely high replay value. I have gotten more enjoyment for my dollar out of that game uh, than I have like any other in quite a long time. The only one that even comes close to it is like Civ Revolution on the PS3. Like, it's sick. It's just very, very sick. Yeah, it's actually one of the ones I've been contemplating on getting for the computer. It is on the computer. I, yeah, it is. I don't know if we. I don't think we can play though together because we're on different networks. You sh- probably should be able to if you. Um, I'm sure there's a way to do it. I have to take a look and do some research. Yeah, I don't think so because you probably have to be on the PlayStation Network in order to get us or something. I don't know. Well, that may be true. I mean, but if you play online, you know, you can play over Impulse or Steam, and there you go. Because he's an evil Xbox user. Yes, he is. <laughs> All right, well, um, we don't have a lot of time tonight. We want to get this done and, and, and get in, get out, and get on with life. So who wants to go first? Um, let's go with you. With me? Oh, you, Civ Five? Yes. Okay. Let's, uh, let's start the show off on a low note. Let me get my, hang on, let me get my rant cap on. Okay, there we go. Civ Five. This is Sid Meier's Civ Five. Um, that's what it says on the box. Don't believe it. Not for a single minute. When I went and I bought this game, I bought this game at Best Buy, one of my favorite places to go shopping for electronics and doodads. And I bought it and I plunked down my $50 and I came home and I put this game into my computer and it downloaded Steam. Oh, you can hear me stuttering right now. I'm so angry. It downloaded Steam. (laughs) And then Steam said, oh, hey, in two and a half hours or three hours, we're going to have Civ 5 for you. What? I paid $50 for Steam. I could have just sat on my butt at home and done that. So that was the first thing that I hated. 
I use Impulse. I'm not a big fan of Steam. I'm even less of a fan now. But I finally did get Civ Five installed after shooting off a really nasty letter to Take Two Entertainment, um, which they promptly ignored, and they answered me about three weeks later. Um, I don't. To me, this game was just a big disappointment. This was not Civ Five. This was a Civ clone. Um, John, I think his name is John Schaefer, was the one who was responsible for this. He was a, or is a protege of Sid Meier. Sid Meier is actually working on the Facebook version of Civ just because he wants to do something different. And John Schaefer decided to change the tiles from squares to hexes. He decided to change the combat to focus more on the combat, so now you can't stack units in the same square. Uh, They have to uh, occupy different squares. And those are kind of superficial changes, but they changed the way the game works. I mean, before your cities, you know, your city range was always two up and one over, or two over and one up, like a knight in chess. And now it's, you know, three hexes out and your culture does your culture expands automatically but it's slower than it was before and you have to buy tiles to expand your empire the full motion videos for the wonders of the world you know if you build the the colossus of roads it used to give you a a little movie to show them to show the little guys building the the, the wonder now you just get a picture Civ like um, one Ooh, yay a, a freaking picture like Wow, we live in the digital age, and they're going to give me a damn picture. Like, oh my god, not even porn sites do that anymore. (laughs) Like, what the hell? And the game is just... I I have a good one going with Germany right now, and that's because Germany, they have this thing that when they attack a barbarian camp and defeat it, there's a chance that they can... um, that the barbarians will join you. Um, and that allowed me to build a big army, and then you can just keep upgrading those units as you travel, you know, progress through time. Um, so I've got a huge army um, and a huge empire, and I've already taken the, the Japanese capital. I've already put out the, the Chinese, and I'm on my way to putting out um, the Iroquois, and I'm just going to war with everybody. So I've got a pretty good one going, but that's on the easiest level. I, I tried playing one on the, 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 the second level. And it, I was playing the Americans, and it put me right in the middle of a desert, and it was the boringest game I've ever played. The, to, one of the ways to win the game, you've got a diplomatic victory, you've got a technological victory, you've got a, a conquest victory, um, maybe uh, an economic... I don't know, there's four or five different ways to win the game. I, I, in one of my games, I built a spaceship... And before, it used to show you the thing in outer space, and it used to show you your little piece on the spaceship. Now it's nothing. You, the, the spaceship becomes a little unit on your... Uh, part of the spaceship becomes a little unit on your map. It's a big truck with a big piece of a spaceship on it. You drive it to your capital city, and that's it. And then when you drive the last piece in, it's just like, bing, you win. There's no movie. There's no, hey, congratulations. It's, it's just like, hey, you win. Wow, what not, what not a letdown. Come on, let's let's play another one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I timed out on a game. I, I hit twenty fifty, and I timed out on a game, and it wasn't like, "Hey, you have a hundred turns left, man. You you've got to wrap up whatever you're doing. You've got a hundred turns left." Like in Civ Four, it tells you, you know, it's Civ Five. I just hit twenty fifty, and it's like, "Oh, hey, game over. Thanks for playing. Please drive through." Like this game was such a huge freaking disappointment. I gave it a 6.5 out of 10. This is a Civ clone. It's not Civ. If Sid Meier is out there listening, like, holy crap, like, get back in there and make Civ 5 because this is junk. It go, is just junk. Go punch your protege in the face. Yeah, uh, you know what? Donkey punch him. Donkey punch him. <laughs> just, he, like, holy crap. This game feels like a Civ clone. It does not feel like a progression Civ 4 felt like, you know, you had Civ 1. Civ 2 definitely felt like progression. Civ 3, like, oh my god, Civ 3 was beautiful. It was 3D. It was the first 3D one. It was awesome. Civ 4, you know, same thing. It was awesome. It, you know, it, it, it was a definite progression. Civ 5, it just left turn. Like, holy crap. Like, I'm, I'm still, like, I'm trying to like it. I'm trying to play. And if I can get in on a good one on the easiest level, then uh, I'm okay. Okay, sure. But if I try to play it anything harder than that, then, like, the other guys are, like, overwhelming me. I've got a stagnant civilization. And it's, 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 about as, it's about as fun as taking a pair of pliers and pulling off your own damn toenails. Ooh, sounds fun. 
Like, like, holy crap. And it's just like, I want my 50 bucks back. Like, really, there should be a crap, there should be a doo-doo guarantee. Like, oh, hey, you bought some doo-doo. Here, well, let me buy that back, and I'll go back to the drawing board and try again if I don't go bankrupt. Like, this was absolutely horrible. Like, I, you guys haven't played. Like, come over and play. Like, holy crap, and please, like, tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm insane. Uh, you know, it's, like, out on Metacritic, it's got, a you know, a, a, like, up, upwards of 90 on Metacritic, and it's just like, what the hell is wrong with you people? How can you get you can you can polish a turd, but what you're going to get is doo doo on your sleeve. Like, <laughs> I can't. I don't know how else to play it. Like if you're a Civ fan, skip this game. Just freaking skip it. Go back to Civ Four. God, I'm done. I'm just going to sit here and pout. Go slash wrist. Yeah, I know. I type in slash wrist. Oh God. Anyway, uh, Brandon, man, God. liven it up, dude, liven it up, because this is horrible. All right, well, let's, like I said, let's go to mine. Let's talk about Evercron Mercenary. For those of you who like EVE and X3, this is similar to that. It's multiplayer, and you can do it over a direct wired connection between you and your friends. Whoever hosts, you get their IP, you punch right into their IP and talk to them. It's not even X3, though, you don't have the micromanagement controls. You can't buy the bigger capital ships and the battle cruisers and things like that that you could in X3 or Eve. It's you and a ship. You can upgrade the ship, make the frame bigger, you know, expand it that way. It's space combat. Yeah, you can do some other missions where you go mine asteroids or whatnot. You can go down to planet surfaces, which is pretty interesting. They actually did really good with that, the details and how the weather of the planet affects your flight. But one of the neatest things they did was that if you and a friend play together, you can do the same mission and get the same reward for it, so to say. So you, it, get, you were saying, I guess uh, one Saturday, you were saying that it was uh, kind of instanced. Like if you and your buddy are playing, like you and your brother are playing, it's instanced and nobody else can get in? Correct, because of how we did it. We actually, like I said, if he hosts, he just gives me his local IP, his internet IP, and I just type that in, join. says, oh, look, he's online. He's hosting. I go into his IP. Oh, so it's like the old Diablo 2 stuff. Correct. Oh, nice. The way it should be. You can play online where it's free, open, and you can let everyone in if you wanted to, but didn't care for that too much. Well, you get... Do you get instances in this game like you do in Eve, or just you know that you've got uh, you know some old being with a you know giant fleet of ships, and you know the newbie comes out of the newbie zone and just blam? You don't have that. At least I haven't since I haven't played online with ever, with other people like that. I haven't had that issue. Okay. So I mean, like I said, it's just been myself and my brother. We play, and so on. We go that way. Well, what's what's the primary focus of the game? Is just a pure space combat, or? There's no real storyline to it. It's just space. Exploration, combat, go do what you want. Have fun. Okay, and is this a, is it is it browser based, client based, is it free? What's the price? Oh no no, it's um it's client. It's twenty nine ninety nine normally. We actually got it on um Steam, but it was uh eighty percent off when we got it. Oh nice. Oh yeah, spent five bucks for it. Oh very nice. Yep, so got it for a nice discount. It is a Star Wraith game, which they're a pretty decent space combat game. This is their third of a trilogy, or third so far, so this makes it a trilogy now. Mm -hmm. So it, it's actually, it's really nice. I mean, its point of view is you in the cockpit. That's normally how you fly and you fight. You said cockpit. <laughs> <laughs> so. Anyway... Sorry. Like I said, they, to me, the only thing I don't like about it is I wish it was more close to the micromanagement and, and where you can actually go out and buy these bigger capital ships. Yeah. There are some ships that are massively sized compared to you. Wow. And these are the, the NPCs that you're fighting in missions and stuff like that? Some of them are NPCs, yeah, that you fight in missions. Um, a couple of things that you get is that there's five different factions per area. That you can, you know, you're either friends with or they hate you. Right. And then you'll get attacked randomly. You'll see red on your radar. They can be 
in this quadrant, you're friends with uh, the rebels, but in the next quadrant over, they hate you. Mm-hmm. And you get sworn by guys that you got to fight off. As well as, you can also see the different economies of the space regions to go make your money if you want to go mine or go sell. Nice. Okay. So it's pretty interesting that way. What? What? Okay. What's the final verdict then? What are you giving this one out of ten? I give it a seven five out of ten. Okay, that's pretty good, and it, it's it's fun to play, right? It, it's fun to play with. You have friends. It's boring if you don't. Okay. Pull All up right. Skype. Get home. Get. I think you have up to eight or ten people at a time. Oh, very nice. Yep. Okay. Uh, well, Matt, did you have anything that you wanted to review or talk about? Um. I've just been keeping an eye on a couple of things coming out. Um, okay, well, let's, the, let's uh, swing into um, the upcoming. Okay. What do you what you got your eye on? Um, I've just been keeping an eye on uh, DC Universe Online. Oh, my God. Oh. Okay, I got a little story about that. The okay. uh, I'm working on the monthly releases. As a matter of fact, I've got it open up here in my, uh, my Google Docs or whatever. And the, okay, what was last month? October? Yes. So starting in September, the list for the monthly releases started to get hugely long. And you can check this out on the website. If you go to the H2, if you go to h2mmo.com um, and just click on the month and the year, so you know September 2010, October 2010, these lists are getting insanely long. This is the largest video game holiday season I think I've ever seen. And I'm sure that 90% of it, if not 95% of it, is pure, unmitigated doo-doo. <laughs> it's just all doo-doo. And they have, you know, oh, we're going to release this game in September. Oh, oh, wait, we didn't make that deadline. Oh, we're going to release it in October. Oh, oh, wait, we didn't make that deadline. We're going to release it in November. Oh, oh, wait, we didn't make that deadline. We're going to release that in December. Uh, DC Online... DC Universe Online is one of those. It keeps getting pushed back. Um, and it's supposed to be out in, what, spring of 2011? Yeah, something like that. So if I it have, gets pushed back or not. I have written, like, DC Universe Online two or three times, and I'm tired of it. So I just put it in the delayed column now. <laughs> so, all right, so what do you like about uh, DC Universe Online? Um, I think they're starting to do a really good job. I think they've been touching up the artwork because some of the, the older screenshots that I saw were didn't really look that great. They looked like City of Heroes or worse. Uh-huh. But uh, some of the new trailers and uh, uh, screenshots that got out now are starting to look really, really good. I saw um, one especially, trailer. I saw one trailer I really liked. Um, especially the uh, they've been touching up the uh, the landscape. A lot, because the landscape didn't really look that good. Like, the heroes were okay, but the landscape looked poopy. Right. It looked like crap, but it's starting to look really good now. Um, I like that they're starting to uh, get their quests written by uh, actual DC uh, comic writers. Oh, yeah, that's right. They did They did employ some of those guys. Yeah, like uh, Jeff Johns and Marv Wolfman, them guys that have penned, you know, that are famous DC writers. Um, and they're, they're having them do the the quests and stuff mm-hmm. and uh and there's they're gonna have the uh dc universe come out on the uh, ps3 as well as computer oh yeah that's right i wonder how that's I, can i be batman uh i don't think you can be batman but you can fight Damn alongside it. batman what about ratman can i be ratman possibly or um they're <laughs> gonna have uh you can be... fight you can fight alongside or against like batman the joker superman wonder woman can i be pith possum pith i'm gonna be the tick <laughs> oh my god we could have the tick and pith possum <laughs> jesus bomber man <laughs> no what was his name bullethead uh, pig pig uh what was it something boy the pig hostage <laughs> pork boy the pig hostage or something <laughs> what was it was that on the animaniacs like a million years ago it might have been oh my god that was so funny we gotta look at uh yeah, it's it's really starting to the to look good, and hopefully they keep development. I'm, only thing I'm leery about is just SOE being involved in it at all, because they they they've been known to mess stuff up. Yep, yep, yep. So now, but hopefully, I hope uh, the people at DC Comics and Warner Brothers can smack them around and keep them in line. But, uh, the Pith. other thing, the other thing I've been looking at is uh, wait, 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 what, 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 what? Pith, 
Pith Possum comes from the Schnookums and Meat Funny Cartoon Show, <laughs> which was an animated series created by Walt Disney Television Animation in 1959. Um, <laughs> Pith Possum... <laughs> I can't even say it. I'm stuttering. Pith Possum, the super dynamic possum of tomorrow. <laughs> it was a spoof of the Batman, kind of in the Darkwing Duck vein. Um, only much more extreme in their spoofing. I'm reading this off of Wikipedia if you hadn't guessed it by now. The Pith Possum was voiced by Jeff Bennett and his sidekick, Obadiah the Wonder Raccoon. <laughs> was voiced by Patrick Zimmerman. I, uh, I would... I would... If I could get it on the on there and play with y'all just to make stupid characters like that, that would be awesome. Yes, it would. It would be amazing. Maybe, <laughs> that may be something to look forward to. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, you guys can go back. That's just <laughs> I had to do that. We could be the tick and Arthur, the moth. Oh God. <laughs> oh Jesus. Yeah. I, <laughs> spoon. But uh, the other thing I've been looking at is uh, Battlestar Galactica Online. Okay, all right. Okay, I'm curious about this. I've loved the 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 reboot. I watched Caprica. I've, I've got it DVR'd so that I can watch it because um, it comes on the same time as Sons of Anarchy. Uh, now we're blurring the line with our entertainment here. Um, and it okay. Tell me if I'm. This is a browser-based, free-to-play MMO. Yes. And everything in that sentence scares me. <laughs> I don't know how they're going to pull it off. Um, I don't know if it's just going to be still images or if it's going to be like a client. Um, I signed up for the closed beta, which they're in now, which they said a, a, a tentative release date for uh, open beta for December of this year. So I don't know how much longer they'll actually be doing closed beta, but um, I'd like to get a chance to get a sneak peek at it and see how it's going to go right um but as i mean like runescape was a browser base i mean you could run around in there and do stuff so i mean hopefully with the new graphics and new things that they've come out with technology wise since runescape it might actually look good i mean the screenshots look pretty good for it what they have so far i have um heard stories of this game. Brandon, have you heard anything about this? Which one, the RuneScape? No. Um, the Battlestar Galactica. Galactica. No, I haven't. The, um, I'm, I'm looking. I don't... Basically, you can create a human or a Zylon character um, and engage in training missions, and then after that, you're it's basically like a, a space sim. You can get engage in battles and go... Exciting bouts of mining and mine those asteroids. Woo! But uh, the the ships and stuff look pretty good. I mean, it looks like, you know, Battlestar Galactica. Okay, I've got a, an article here. I guess it's on Nerd Reactor. I've just got a few stills that look pretty good. The, uh, the thing that gets me, though, is that if it's browser-based, like, I don't know how, that, how well that's going to play because, you know, a lot of people... Um, have a kind of a negative bias towards browser-based games, towards browser-based MMOs. Well, we'll just have to wait and see when it comes out. It's free to play, so. All right. Um, and, and that's another thing, free to play. Like, are they going to nickel and dime me like Lord of the Rings? Like, I mean, you know, are they going to, here, this is a quest. We're going to teach you how to use the turbine store. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> that oh was my... so cheesy in Lord of the Rings when they You're... did that. You're about to get shot by a Cylon. Would you like to buy some rear deflector shields? <laughs> <laughs> oh my For God. only five ninety nine this <laughs> week. <laughs> okay. Brandon? Yes? What are you looking forward to? You're looking forward to something that I'm kind of looking forward to. Dragon Age 2. Oh, hell yeah. Call me Hulk. March 8th of next year. Really? That long? What's up? That long? I've had yep. to wait that long? Yes. It is next year. Now, right. tell us a little bit about it. So, they've revamped it. They went back to it. They went back and redid the battle engine to it. So, the battle engine's going to be have a nice little pickup to it. The graphics uh, have been upgraded. The cinema, uh, cinematics have been upgraded. Basically, they just went back and they redid all of the already decent parts of the graphics engines and made them better. The story right. itself... Though with a game, 
is going to evolve over time. Oh, that's right. I heard about that. Okay, well, the premise... Now, Dragon Age Origins, the big premise in Dragon Age Origins was that you could pick one of... What was it? Like, six um, different character... You could, you could play a dwarf. You could play an elf. You could play a human. You could play as a male or female, and depending on the race you picked, you could pick... You could play... Uh, a mage, you could play uh, a warrior, you could play a rogue. Was there anything else? I'm not sure yet. And within each one of those classes, there was at least two, three, four specializations, and then when they added the downloadable content, it got even bigger. So the premise for the second one, they took all that out, right? I'm I'm not sure exactly how they've done that yet. They're still... It's still early to fully see what they've done. Oh, well, let me tell you, because somebody did their homework and somebody didn't. We'll let the listeners decide. You play as a guy, as a character named Hawk. Male or female, you get to pick. Uh, You're a, uh, God, what do they call them? Grey Wardens. You're a Grey Warden from somewhere else. uh, From some city where there's some battle and you start there. And then I've read that the game, it spans like 10 years. And it does change throughout time and you touch on some of the things that you did in Dragon Age Origins um, but you're just a different hero off doing different stuff um, and they've updated the the combat engine for the consoles to make it easier to play on the consoles and they've diverged on the control mechanisms they've got like one set for the consoles and then they've got one set for the PC so that the PC people can take advantage of that environment and the console people have a different thing that, that takes advantage of the console environment. And any more than that, like, I, I really don't know. <laughs> That's it. And don't yeah. say nothing. Whatever whatever you do, like, it's, <laughs> this is only radio. Don't say a damn thing. Well, there's, yeah, you're right. There are only two, uh, two characters so far. They're showing it's Isabel and Strider. They gave them different names? Yep. I thought it was... Okay, well, the article I read was a long time ago, and they were just calling the guy Hawk. Well, these are just, actually, there's characters. The only characters I've seen so far that they're showing in here are Isabella, and they've got everything else is sealed up still. still. And then they've got Striders, which are some of the monsters. You're so not Dane Rangers? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you cannot play a ranger in Dragon Age Origins. You just, I've tried. You can't do it. If you play a ranger, you just get eat up. Same with a mage. Pwned. Like I, the the only way to play that game and really, really, truly enjoy it is playing a sword and shield warrior. Like that's it. That's it. That's the only way you're gonna have any fun. Yeah. Initially, when I played as a mage, it took some time. Yeah. I I I played it the first playthrough. Like my main character is a human uh, noble named Aaron, and uh, she had the dog and she's a sword and shield champion or whatever and she just as long as I've got my mage in the back healing me I'm just plowing through everything and I really don't care about the rest of the party <laughs> uh, do you have a uh, dragon age origin oh I've got that and I've got um, uh, a couple of the downloadable content packs and then I've got um, this, the awakenings the expansion that they came out with uh, that's kind of separate but kind of not wasn't that really buggy when it came out? Oh, hell yes. Oh, yes. It was really buggy. And it was Bioware, which is like WTF. Like, you want me to buy into your Star Wars MMO, which, which I do. I want to buy into it. But you're going to put out a game that's this buggy? And they're coming out with a new... Or they, I'm sorry. They, they might have already come out with it. If they haven't, then they're coming out with it soon. But it's a... Um, you buy, like, one game and it's got everything on it. So... Well, I might have to come over and play that some and try yeah, it. Yeah, the the original one is a really dark storyline to begin with. Oh yeah, everyone everyone has a very dark storyline to begin with. Yeah, and it, and it, some of the choices that you have to make during the game don't get any easier either. They're like all depressed and emo. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. No, like the, the choice I made about who I fell in love with with my female mage, uh-huh. with the female sorceress, uh-huh. that was quite simple. Who'd you fall in love with? Female Morrig- sorcerers. Mor- Morrigan. Yep. <laughs> I know. I tried to. I tried to. I tried to get busy with um, a Liliana. 
and I, I never did get her in the tent, but I, I got I got her I got her kissing, but I never did get her in the tent. You're just a perv. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh well, you know they don't call it fantasy for nothing. It's <laughs> fantasy. It was funny. Okay. Anyway. So, okay. Yes. But no, I'm just interested in this. This one looks like it's going to be a little bit better, especially since, like I said, they've gone done a timeline where. They're actually saying your events you do here will impact what happens down the storyline. Mm-hmm. That's so, yeah. so they're pulling more of a fable this time. Mm-hmm. I ooh, I heard I was listening to another podcast and I heard that Fable Three was kind of doo dooey. So I don't know if that's true or not. I'll have to research I that. I don't know yet either. I've heard something similar to that too. Yep, kind of doo dooey. That's what I've heard. I don't know. This holiday season might be. <laughs> anyway, okay. So you're look, Matt. You're looking forward to. DC Universe Online, um, Brandon, Battle you're looking at uh, Battlestar. Yes. Um, Brandon, you're looking forward to Dragon Age Two. What am I looking forward to? Oh well, uh, one thing I've already got on my Christmas list is uh, God of War: Ghost of Sparta for the PSP. Um, it's already out. It's got like an 88 on Metacritic. Um, it takes place between the events in the first game, uh, God of War One. And the events in the second game, God of War 2, it's after Kratos has assumed the, the throne. He's become the God of War. And then he gets kind of curious about his past and his brother. Because remember in God of War 1, they hinted about his brother. Well, now they're coming back to it. Three major titles and a PSP release later. The second PSP release gets his brother. So he goes after his brother to find out kind of what happened to him. And then that's the whole game. And it's supposed to be very, very good. And it's supposed to be um, far better than the platform would imply. The the PSP, it takes a regular beating every month just against the DS in terms of like games released and everything else. But uh, God of War Chains of Olympus was pretty damn good. I, I got that um, one Christmas, and I played that and really enjoyed it. Um, played it all the way through, beat it. Um, was kind of disappointed when it ended because I wanted to keep playing. And this one is supposed to be very good as well. And it's the graphics are supposed to be amazing. And uh, I'd like to get that for Christmas and get my grubby little fingers on it and see what's going on. And, of, and of course, the other one I'm looking forward to is Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. Like, hello. Um, you just want to play the Harlequin. Oh, hell yeah. I want to be a jester with boobs. Uh, <laughs> Assassin's Creed Brotherhood supposed to come out on November 17th. Uh, 17th. <laughs> I'm making stuff up again. The, November 16th, it's the second game in the the, the Ezio Auditore storyline. Um, the first one was Assassin's Creed 2. This continues that, except now this one is set in Rome. It's going to have multiplayer. It's going to have online multiplayer. Um, and it's going to have a lot more city building. Like last one, you, you, you spent time uh, rebuilding the villa and the town of uh, Monte Regione. Um, I used to work with an Italian lady uh, and, and a guy, and it was just, they were amazed by this game. They they saw uh, some of the screenshots, and I told them some of the story behind it, and they were just um, floored. So this one takes place in Rome. It's got uh, a lot of the city building, but it's right there in Rome. So instead of having to constantly go back and forth um, to your villa, you're going to go uh, around the city, and you're going to do your city building there. And then it's got these multiplayer games where it's, you know, uh, a group of assassins versus either another group of assassins or a group of Templars or something like that. I haven't gotten a full read on that yet. Um, and, and it's supposed to be very good. And it's not Assassin's Creed 3. It's Assassin's Creed 2.5. 2.5. So that's supposed to come out this month unless it too gets delayed. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> So okay, so we've done what we're playing. We've done our reviews. We've done our upcoming games. We've I'm done seeing the merengue. <laughs> the uh, are we dancing now? We got MMO. MMO you news. Ne- you never know. I'm on Skype. You never know what I could be doing. Oh God! Bad thought. Bad thought. Oh no! I can't unimagine it now. Dungeon Defenders. Uh, Brandon, when does that come out? I'm getting mixed dates. I'm seeing November. I'm also seeing December. I've seen uh, that it's not out on their website. <laughs> it's not, but if you look out on um, 
Impulse. Right. They're showing late December. Now. Now. They were showing November before, jerks. It's not their fault that people can't release their stuff on time. Uh, this is the holiday season of delay. Yep. I'm going to go put five bucks down on GameStop on delay. <laughs> <laughs> They're not even having Christmas till January. <laughs> um, dude, have you guys seen some of the titles? Let me read to you some of the garbage that is coming out. Tuesday, November 2nd, which has already passed. Are you smarter than a fifth grader back to school for We in the DS? <laughs> Babysitting Mama. Bakugan 2. Bakugan Battle Brawlers. Beyblade. The Biggest Loser Ultimate Workout. And a game, my personal favorite, Chevrolet Camaro. <laughs> <laughs> and that is just a fraction of what's on the second. And the next big date is the 16th. Let me give you some crap that's going on here. Barbie Groom and Glam Pups for the Wii and the DS. Um, <laughs> EA Sports Active 2 and EA Sports Active NFL Training Camp. Human Body. iCarly 2. I Sing and Jillian Michaels Fitness Ultimatum 2011. Now, and if that wasn't enough, here we go. Learn Math Genius Edition for the DS. Learn Math Advanced for the DS. Learn Music. Learn Science. Learn Words and Numbers. All for the DS. They have put school on my DS. They actually got a, a, an expansion coming out for one of those, too, planned. It's the uh, Chevrolet Camaro Redneck expansion, where it's just up on blocks with the engine in the yard, and you sit in the car and make room noises. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, okay, wait, wait. I gotta say this. I gotta say this while we've got a few minutes left, because um, MMO news is not gonna take that long. Well, let's. Ah, do I want to do MMO? Okay, let's. Now you talked about the Camaro. Okay, <laughs> if you go and listen to the Movielicious podcast, episode thirty-eight. In episode thirty-seven, they were saying they were talking about a film. You remember that film, Let Me In, about the little girl vampire and the little boy that's her friend? Yeah. That's based. That's a 2010 film. That's based on the 2008 Swedish film called Let the Right One In. They were talking about that, and they were saying how a lot of Americans probably wouldn't watch Let the Right One In because they don't like to read the subtitles. And they were, I guess they were joking that Americans were kind of dumb and rednecky. And I'm not going to let somebody call me dumb and rednecky in my own wheelhouse. That's my job <laughs> is to call me dumb and rednecky. So I've sent an email that was totally facetious that was talking about getting the film at my local bait and tackle shop um, as soon as it comes out. I was going to do the review in crayon. I was going to put it on the slowest playback speed so I could read the subtitles <laughs> and how the whole thing made me so sick on my stomach that I could barely finish my possum sandwich. <laughs> they, they read it on the air in the Movielicious podcast number 38. Trish and I got the movie on the Netflix, the streaming on the PlayStation, and we watched the film, and we enjoyed it. It was a little slow, but we enjoyed it. And so I wrote them back, again, another facetious letter, and they said, uh, no, 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 um, please put this on audio <laughs> and uh, send it back to me, and, and you know maybe we'll play it on the air or whatnot. So... Uh, <laughs> I'm looking for my soundboard here. I want to play this so bad. Where's the thing to play a... Uh, where is the thing in my Skype recorder to play a, a, a voice file or something? So anyway, I did that tonight. I recorded um, the, uh, <laughs> the, the email that we sent. And, and I put on a really rednecky accent. And the, the, basic, the basic gist of it was, was this... I had done talk to Eustace at the bait and tackle shop, and he said that he was not going to call all the way to Sweden because he did not speak foreign and was not going to get me no VCR tape. So I packed the family into our 1978 um, uh, Pontiac uh, Camaro or whatever Trans Am and drove to the, rich, to the Walmart in the rich part of town where we waited until a grandma came out of the store with a shiny new PS3 and we beat her up and took it. Um, and we, but we took her driver's license too so that she could we could mail it back when we were done. And so then we went home and set it up in the neighbor's dual shed so we could sponge off his Wi-Fi 
But he would never know because it was two in the morning and he had to work the next day. <laughs> and we watched the movie and it was kind of slow, but the, and there was a lot of snow in it. And you'd figure that maybe there was a deer in there to shoot during the boring parts, but there wasn't. And uh, we talked about the little boy at the beginning of the film, how he was standing there in his underpants and I was creeping everybody out. <laughs> <laughs> so i I got that voice file i sent that to um the movielicious guys patrick beja and then hopefully when they do episode 39 or or 40 or whatever then they'll play that for us um and it will just be absolutely marvelous so if you're listening to this and you want to hear more of us like go over to the movielicious podcast episodes 37 38 and maybe 39 but you said the car on blocks, and I just couldn't resist, dude. That was the first thing I did when I got home this evening. That's awesome. <laughs> I'll show you the email and stuff when you come over tomorrow. All right, MMO news. Let's wrap this up and get the hell out of here and eat dinner. Why did I minimize that window? Why am I in the wrong? Okay. Uh, MMO news. Patch 4.0.1 has dropped in WoW. This is the... Of course, the pre-expansion, the pre-cataclysm patch, um, it changed a lot of the rules in the game. The talent points have been revamped. Before, you started getting talent points at level 10. Level, level 10. So when the, the cap was 60, you would get 51. Then it was changed to 70, so you'd get 61. Then it was changed to 80, so you got 71. That's a lot of points to be spending and stuff. They have finally cut it down to about 30 or 31 um, so they've more than cut it in half, and they've introduced a new thing called mastery, which, if you put thirty points into a tree, you get an extra special bonus. That comes from you having a full tree. It doesn't come from anything else. And supposedly the gear that's going to come out in Cataclysm is going to have mastery on it to make you even better at that thing. So if you're um, if you're a striker, a damager. You're going to be able to do more damage in certain ways. If you're a healer, you're going to be able to do more healing. And if you're a tank, you're going to be able to do more tanky stuff. I don't know, take damage or generate threat. Did they take a lot of the uh, talents out? They did. They took a buttload of talents. Well, about half. I mean, you, you only have 30, 32 talents in a talent tree now. They completely revamped the spell interfaces, the talent interfaces. All of that stuff's been completely revamped. The spells have been revamped. Uh, revamped. There are fewer spells now than there were before. Like when I came over, when I came over and I was playing for you know, playing with you, like I had no idea what was going on when I was playing the the Boomkin. Well, yeah, because you you came over and you jumped on Trisha's Boomkin and you started playing because she didn't feel like playing that night and we had a uh, the weekly raid. They've added uh, a bar to the Boomkin to the to the. To the druid, uh, the the damage druid, the boomkin, the magic damage boomkin, and so now, before you would get a, a moon over your head and it would be one color, and then you would have to cast a spell. Now there's just a bar, and it it fills up from casting one spell, and then as soon as it fills up, then you switch to another spell and you get some kind of bonus. Hunters don't have mana anymore; they have focus. Um, so they've changed uh, the hunter's uh, energy resource completely. They've put in new rule changes for mana regeneration. Uh, it's all based off spirit now, so no more of the priests with spirit and the shamans with uh, mana regen. It's all based off your spirit, so everybody's working off the same thing. They're trying to simplify it. Everybody's got more hit points and more mana. And all of the badges, bosses used to drop badges. Well, they don't drop badges anymore. They just drop points. Um, when you down a boss, you get points. You know, uh, the more difficult the boss, the more points you get, and you can buy gear off of points. Um, and that's it. Uh, gear has never been easier to get. They made a change like this earlier with the uh, Trial of the Crusader or whatever, and they made gear easier to get when they introduced the 232 gear. And now, uh, if you, when this change came down, a bunch of us had. 2,000 or more points because our badges got translated, and we immediately went and bought some 251 gear. Gear is incredibly easy to get. There's a two-point tier system. There's the regular tier, and then I guess there's the advanced 25-man tier, or for PvP, the advanced arena tier. Um, and so you've got two two 
point pools and that's it. And I think they're going to put in something about, you know, we've got the current tier of gear and the last tier of gear. And that's it. That's that's all they've got. So they're really simplifying things across the board. They're trying to make it easier. Uh, people are going crazy. Uh, glyphs. Glyphs now are not consumable items. They're things that you learn. And once you learn one, it's learned forever. And so a lot of people have been buying glyphs and learning them. Um, shipping glyphs from one alt to another and trying to fill that up. I still don't have all my glyphs on all my tunes. So they've made a lot of changes. They've put in a few kind of go-fetch quests or whatever for Cataclysm. There's earthquakes every so often. You're just your whole screen shakes. And, it, and you know, they're ramping up. I mean, they haven't done anything spectacular. but Well, no, they did. They put in uh, the gnomes. There was an event. I don't know if it's still going on, but there was an event for them to take back uh, the capital city, which was a dungeon. And the trolls were taking back the little Echo Isles off the coast of the Durotar where the orcs live. Taking that back. They put in events for that, and then they've still got some other quests about the, the death cults and the elementals and stuff. So it's, it's ramping up for the release um, in a month, just under a month, for Cataclysm. So that's it. For why, oh, I'm out of breath. Oh, about time they come out with Cataclysm. Oh, December 7th. December 7th. So, oh, so they say they're going to put it off for another year. Oh, God, no. If they, if they do, they're done. If, they, if this game comes out like two days late, they're done. So, <laughs> All right, well, do we have anything else that we want to say about the video games? No, that's all I have for now. I'm just waiting to play me some Dungeon Defenders. Uh, you know what? I, I want that game to come out too. I just I hope they come out with it soon. Well, I want to say an extra special thank you to Sam Da Silva and Mr. Balloon Hands for giving us the five star review on the iTunes. If you're listening to this podcast, please go to iTunes and give us a five star review and help us be cool like the other kids. Um, so thank you, Sam and Mr. Balloon Hands, for the five star reviews. We really appreciate that. That shows that uh, uh, the people are, are listening and think that we're cool, which is all we've ever wanted to be, was cool. We'll send you, <laughs> we'll send you some funnel cakes. <laughs> That's another plug for another podcast. So listen to us. Uh, listen for me on the movie Licious. Oh, I just got a weird message from Skype. Um, listen for us on the movie Licious. Uh, ep- episode 37 is where I got my drive to write the email episode 38 is where they read the email and then hopefully please 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 patrick beja put us in episode 39 <laughs> so thanks to the guys on itunes thanks to the movie licious if uh thank you the listener for listening to us if you have any questions comments or suggestions please contact us at h2mmo.blog at gmail.com or feel free to leave us a comment on any of our blog posts uh, and of course, we want to thank the Blind Monkeys for supplying the music that you hear at the beginning and the end of this podcast. You can find out more about the Blind Monkeys at www.blindmonkeys.com. Monkeys is spelled M-O-N-K-E-E-Z. And if you're in the St. Petersburg area, please check out their website and see when they're playing next. They'll be happy to see you. We've got links to them on our website. We've got links to, um, let me bring this up here. Another friend of H2MMO.com is uh, a Chris's Wood-Fired Pizza. If you're in the, the, the Tampa, St. Petersburg area and you're throwing an event and you want some real wood-fired pizza, please go and give them a call. This is not a paid advertisement. We actually know these people, <laughs> and they're friends of ours, uh, and they make good pizza. So we've got that up on the website, and that's it until, until next month, maybe before Christmas. You know, we've been doing this for almost a year now. Yeah, no. Christmas will be a year. And we're going to have to do, like, our, our Christmas extravaganza. We're going to have to do our second Christmas extravaganza. That is going to be so awesome. Oh, would Jeebus we'll help to, us? We'll have to have something good for Christmas. Uh, yeah, I know. If I get anything good for Christmas. It's been a rough year, dude. It's been a rough year for everybody. And that's why we have this podcast, to make life better for your ears. All right, that's it. I'm done. I don't have right. anything else. Yeah, I'm done. Okay, Matt? I'm um, good to go. Okay, everybody say goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. So long. It's
farewell and be the same good night. Walking down on Friday night, all the ladies look so bright. Me and the boys look for fine. Till such a woman come my side. It's hot, late, not feeling weak. I need one with me extreme. We're out, I'm not feeling strong. This journey of mine won't take long. Street.